So let's face it, managing compliance sucks. It's complicated, it's so hard to keep organized, and it requires a ton of expertise in order to survive the entire process. Welcome to Compliance Unfiltered, a podcast dedicated to making compliance suck less. Now, here's your host, Todd Cashew with Adam Goslin. Well, welcome in to another edition of Compliance Unfiltered. I'm Todd Cashew, alongside a man who has a, a great appreciation for all things big and small in the world of compliance, Adam Goslin. Adam, how the heck are you? I'm doing just fantastic today, Todd. How about yourself? Man, I can't complain. I truly can't. So tell me, what is today's episode all about? It's unique. <laughs> I, I'm curious. Tell the folks. <laughs> well, norm, normally, you know, the, the 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 folks that are listening don't get to don't get to see the uh, the the prep work and all that fun stuff. And so, you know, we kind of you know get topics lined up and you know kind of get outlines together and all that fun stuff. And there's a fair amount of work that goes into into each of the episodes. And I was sitting here thinking, I'm like. You know, we've never done, you know, just a, and this will be a, a, an interesting experiment, um, but we've never done what I'm going to phrase TCT unplugged. Um, and so the, the thought process here is that, you know, you've been, you know, you've been working, uh, you know, you've been working in the, you know, security compliance arena, talking to folks that, um, you know, talking to folks that, um, you know, that are interested uh, and or have needs uh, in the you know security and compliance space. Uh, you know, you've been doing that for a while. Uh, you know, I've been working in the security and compliance space for a while. Um, the way I figure we can we can kind of run this one is uh, if you can come up with you know what are what are common things that you see uh, as asks or needs out of you know, folks that are in the security and compliance space, what are the types of things that you're hearing that they're, that they're interested in and want to, you know, want to know about and or struggling with? And, and then we can just kind of have open, you know, open forum dialogue on, you know, on some of the items that, you know, will typically come up for you. And mm -hmm. at some point in the game, we'll, we'll go ahead and stick a fork in it and, uh, and, and, and see how this episode works out. You know what's? I think that that's great. One of the uh, being able to pull back the curtain a little bit for the folks at home is pretty cool. And I, I think that from what I've seen in my time in the compliance space, um, it's really a need for some place to house everything all at once. I think one of the biggest challenges that I see, and it really doesn't matter whether it's I'm talking to an individual member of an organization or whether I'm talking to uh, uh, an auditing or assessing firm, the, the need is always similar. At some point in time, somebody says something to the effect of, and listen, I got to depend on all these different people to give me all these different things and they're housing all their information in all these different places. And I just, it's exhausting. I spend so much of my time chasing my tail. <laughs> hurting hurting cats if you will exactly. uh, yeah not that anybody listening to this podcast can relate to that um, <laughs> but um no i i uh, i i agree i agree the notion of the you know kind of of the consolidation um just getting getting things into a single spot 
it, it is a challenge because, you know, what, you know, what the, the folks that have been you know, kind of down this path season, seasoned cat herders, if you will, um, you know, the, you know, those folks that, you know, that are you kind of used to doing that, you know, it, it, it all started off in, you know, back in the day with, with a spreadsheet and places to go put stuff and, and, and whatnot. And, and honestly, you know, herding cats is about the best approximation i've managed to come up with for you know for managing a compliance engagement just because it's so much useless wasted time um that these people end up spending you know just trying to get you know trying to establish a process that's even manageable you know because you know you're dealing with vendors you're dealing with oftentimes you know five six different internal departments um within each of those teams there could be you know kind of sub uh you know sub realms of expertise uh you know within the personnel depending on which department we're talking about and you know in all of them you know just kind of people are people are people they're gonna they're gonna do things differently it doesn't matter the fact that i told them hey you know what i want you to name everything that you're gonna go send in in this manner so that i have some clue of what the heck i'm even looking at when i just stare at the file name you know and i want you to put all that stuff here right and and it sounds simple and yet <laughs> and yet you know great reality seeps into these damn engagements you know I, it, you know you're sitting in a you're sitting in a meeting with barbara and you know barbara's like, oh you know what i forgot to tell you and and she meanwhile she's delivering pertinent information around your compliance thing what sitting across from you at a table i got nothing to write that write this down with i you know what do i do do i write on a post-it note and you know hope i don't lose it do i send myself an email you know or blog? sure it's it's just a gigantic pain in the ass and how do i store it and how do i refer to it later when i need it and yeah. that's and how do I share that information with other people who may request it from me? And, mm -hmm. and so we're seeing that happen a lot in this space. The other one of the other things that we're we're also seeing consistently, one of the asks that I hear is specifically around my compliance needs, not my GRC needs. Mm -hmm. The thing is, is when I'm talking to compliance people, their focus is shocker, compliance. And mm -hmm. they're not really worried as much the majority of the folks um, about the, the, the governance and risk aspect of things, at least at this portion of time. And they're certainly not looking for that in addition to their immediate need on the same level. So they want to talk about their immediate need. They want something that's going to help them address their immediate need. That's going to make their life easier as opposed to give them just another system to learn. And it's something that they can, replicate with the rest of their team. So oftentimes when you hear people say, yeah, you know, I'm familiar with GRCs, they're talking about this big monstrosity of a complex system that does a, a, a 99 things and one of them happens to be compliance and it just doesn't quite fit for them. <laughs> well, the best, the best part about the, uh, uh, you know, now here's the deal is that with those, you know, gigantic behemoth, you know, GRC, so there's a couple of downsides there, right? Um, you know, the, the, the couple of downsides are number one, if you get one that's worth its salt, then it's in all likelihood going to cost an astronomical amount of money. Um, is the one downside. And the other is that, 
those big, huge, gigantic GRC systems. I mean, I, I've, I've, uh, I've, I've heard tale of, you know, oh, you know, we're 18 months into our GRC rollout and we're only 62% of the way there type of thing. It's like, yeah. it, 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 nowadays people just don't have time for that crap. You know? No, my, All my that... <laughs> favorite Adam is when you purchase one of those big systems mm. and then after the ink is still drying on that contract, they tell you, Oh, by the way, you're going to need to bring in an in-house consultant who works specifically <laughs> with companies to facilitate the integration of our system. Yeah. yeah. Well, there's that. There's the, there's the, there's the atypical game uh, games that are played out there. Right. Like, uh, you know, okay. So you bought the GRC and you know, you're, you're right. No, now, now we're going to get into add on territory. Oh, well, you know, we didn't realize that was part of the scope. And oh, and by the way, here's you're going to need to go ahead and get you can go get your own consultant or we can help you with that type of thing. You know, oh, oh, you you meant that you needed to have this module. Oh, well, that's going to be an upcharge. And, you know, and it's just it it's a. Uh, it's just, it's like watching a, it's like watching a train wreck, you know, <laughs> you, you can just see it unfolding. You know, you've got, you've got this, uh, you know, this, this starting out of the gate year long deployment, blah, 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 with costs keep getting flung on the one side, the timeline on the other side, just dragging on and on and on. You know, even if they had a prayer of hitting their 12 month, you know, initial rollout on the, you know, on, on, on that understanding, they're not hitting that, <laughs> you know? So I, I get it that, you know, at the end of the day, and these poor compliance people just want to just want to make it better. And, and one other thing I was going to say to you is that, is that, yeah, those gigantic behemoth GRC style tools, they do have, once it's, once it's completely rolled out and you have, you know, kind of paid your pound of flash and gone through the 18 dimensions of hell to be able to get it in place and blah, blah, blah. Can those systems, once completely tuned up and bobbity, 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 make your world easier? Well, of course they can, you know, but it, that's way down the road and many hundreds of thousands, if not millions of dollars later, you know, et cetera. And people are just looking to make the bad man stop now <laughs> rather than, you know, dragging it on for, you know, at, on ad, ad infinitum, uh, you know, through one of these, you know, through one of these tool sets. Yeah, no, that makes a ton of sense. You know, something else that, that we're seeing regularly in this space is people trying to talk to us about, um, I mean, for lack of a better term, ongoing compliance, mm -hmm. something where, um, you know, it's not that like, like anybody who runs a business, you want staying power, you want stickiness with your clients, you, mm -hmm. you want that business year over year. And in the compliance space, being able to kind of refer to previous years information on an engagement, it, I mean, th that's worth its weight in gold. And if, if you can keep it in the same system, when it comes to how much time and energy you're going to save on that actual engagement. Yeah. Um, that's not necessarily something that's as common in the space as you'd think it would be. Yeah. Well, it, what's interesting is that I, I've been, you know, kind of seeing all the, everybody loves their, loves their buzzwords, right? It's the latest new, latest newfangled, you know, thing and, you know, blah, blah, blah. And, and, and the notions of ongoing compliance and continuous compliance. And, you know, there's all these people coming out with these buzzwords thinking they've just invented water or something, you know, and the, and the bottom line is, is that 
uh you, you know you go you know like when we started when we started with the with the tct portal back in 2014 um you know one of the very first things that we had built into it was the the ability to handle those you know kind of operational compliance needs um because it was it was a gigantic pain and pain in the ass um to to have to manually manage all of this stuff and you, you know, honestly, you know, you know how uh, you know kind of op what we call operational compliance. You know how operational compliance mode started uh, was because literally I'd be showing up at assessor on sites and having people on the client teams, you know, going, uh, you, you know, oh geez, I totally forgot to do fill in the blank, you know, mm -hmm. whatever, whether it was mm -hmm. their quarterly volume scans or, you know, a quarterly check of their users or, you know, quarterly pulse checks for, you know, for rogue wireless or whatever, you know? Um, and it, in some cases it was extremely painful to, to, to sit and have those conversations. I just wanted to, to try to help protect the, you know, the organizations going through compliance. So they weren't in that position. It's not fun for them. It's not fun for, for me trying to help them, you know, type of thing. So that's kind of how that uh, operational mode of compliance started out, you know, and the one thing the one thing that a lot of organizations that when they're you know whatever oh we don't want to you know the biggest problem i think is that a lot of organizations believe that oh well if we want to get a system that's actually going to help us with our compliance stuff then we're going to be in that spending hundreds of thousands of dollars and multiple years of rollout and blah 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 blah, blah. but that's the entire reason why we built the TCT portal is that, you know, we didn't want people to have to, you know, suffer and wait and, you know, things along those lines. And so, you know, what they, what they, they walk in with the misnomer is that it's going to take a lot of time and a lot of pain and, you know, blah, to roll, roll something like this out. It's just, it's just not true. Um, you know, and so, it, you know, if they can get the light bulbs to go on, pick that, you know, I'll call it a middle ground tool, which will help them with their, you know, with their security compliance stuff. It's huge because now they've got that single source. You were you were mentioning earlier the the single source repository for uh, for their security and compliance information. It, it's it's gigantic to be able to just you know know consistently that yes, all my stuff is here. I don't need to go looking all over the place for it. All my communication, my documentation, my explanations, my files, everything is in one spot, you know. And, you know, the best part about it is it's not just a location where you go put stuff, right? And and then, you know, you can, you know, kind of dust it off a year down the road, you know, with, uh, you know, with a, with a compliance management system. Um, you've got the ability to, to route it and assign it to the right people on the team, <clears throat> get, you know, even have uh, an established for yourself an internal QA process, if you so choose before it's heading on to your consultant or to your assessor, et cetera. Um, you know, it's one of the coolest parts about, um, you know, kind of about the, the TCP portal in general is that it's, it's almost like a meeting place for folks that are going through compliance engagements. And, you know, quite frankly, the, the company going through compliance can license it. Uh, you know, that we have uh, service providers or consultants that will license the TCT portal for their engagements. We've got assessors that will license the portal for their engagements. We can even switch the licensing. 
So, you know, if there's a company that's going through compliance with an assessor and that's how they happen to, you know, get introduced to the GCD portal, they can pick up the licensing themselves, which is which is kind of a, a, a neat and interesting you know, position for us in the marketplace is that, you know, that that's our that's our goal or our objective is to help everybody with their security and compliance needs. It gives the uh, it gives the folks the ability to uh, uh, the ability to you know, go out there and uh, use the tool if they need to switch around the licensing for whatever the reason may be. Maybe maybe the organization started off with a particular assessor and they've decided they want to move to another assessor. Well, it doesn't mean they have to lose the use of the tool. They can pick up a licensing themselves. Uh, in another case, we had, uh, you know, we'll have organizations that they'll initially get introduced through an assessor because they're going through PCI as an example. Um, but the internal organization has needs for, you know, they've got HIPAA and, uh, you know, uh, you know, uh, NIST CSF and uh, CMMC or whatever. They've got these other needs that they're not addressing through that one assessor. That's been another reason why organizations will just pick up the licensing themselves. There's no change or impact to the assessor, but the folk go, folks going through compliance, the people, I call them applicants, those organizations that are kind of applying to be certified, um, but the applicant organization, they can go ahead and license it themselves, continue to use it for PCI with their assessor, and then be able to also use it to, for tracking and managing all of their other, you know, kind of their other internal compliance needs, or maybe they're even using different assessors. Uh, they've got split assessments. They've got somewhere they're not even using an assessor. Um, they've just got all the options at their fingertips at that point in the game, which makes it, which makes it really, really cool. Yeah, it does make it really cool. And one of the other things that we're seeing, just kind of going along with that, that I hear people kind of ooh and awe about, or, you know, at times will ask initially, is this something that's possible? Is, you know, specifically in the, in the, uh, the, the realm of assessment firms, but also with individual organizations with whom I partner, um, there's a lot of crossover in applicable controls between certifications. And so it's something where, you know, people go, oh my gosh, can we like, can we like connect those or is there, is there some way that those might, I don't know, map together. Mm -hmm. uh, and one of the nice things about what TCT brings to the table is that kind of mapping the control mapping between different certifications. Yeah. Well, the control mapping is, is an interesting one. We've got it set up in a couple of different ways, right? We've got the ability to quote import, you know, so you can just say, Hey, I want to take my relevant, you know, relevant data and information. I want to import it from this track to this track. So I can import it from PCI to, you know, PCI to HIPAA as an example. Um, but another option that, that we've got as well is something that we call live linking. So basically the way that that works is that when the track is up and running and they're filling in their data and information on their PCI engagement, when, when let's say they were live linked to their HIPAA, then any of the relevant controls which would map over and onto their HIPAA engagement, um, the evidence would, it would immediately live link from the PCI over to the appropriate HIPAA controls fill those in, you know, kind of as they're going through their PCI, um, you know, that type of thing. So, um, so all of that ends up working together. The other, um, the other nice part is that 
you know, we don't, we will take a crack at, at the mappings between the, you know, between the certifications, but, you know, we'll give the, you know, give the, the organizations the, the option or opportunity um, to customize those, uh, the mappings that they've got for their particular engagements. They can kind of start off with the defaults and then tweak them as they see fit. So that if we've got a, a particular assessment firm that wants to have their, their engagements mapped a certain way, um, then they have that ability to, you know, to go in and, you know, kind of tweak and tweak and modify those, uh, you know, within the, you know, within the system. So that makes it, um, that makes it pretty, pretty cool and very, very portable because, you know, like on a HIPAA engagement, generally speaking, uh, on a HIPAA in engagement, you know, the, the majority of the controls can either, you know, will, you know, depending on the client's circumstances, uh, the majority of the controls can either be NAID or, uh, inherit from a PCI style engagement with one mm -hmm. exception. That's the, you know, the business associate agreement over on the HIPAA side. Um, that's typically standalone, right? It says something specific to HIPAA that's not going to get crossover coverage from PCI. And so what the organization can do is they can basically kind of parking lot everything except for that BAA. And now they're working through their PCI and they're working on their BAA item over on the over on the HIPAA track. And meanwhile, everything else is just automatically getting, you know, getting filled in as they go. Um, that's another, you know, kind of cool, cool element of being able to really truly optimize um, you know, your, your engagements. Now, when we're talking about, you know, having two certifications, okay, well that, yep, that's super cool. But I mean, we've got, we've got, enga we've got engagements on the portal that, you know, there's, there's organizations literally subject to five, six, seven different, you know, certifications. And, you know, we've kind of got it, got it set up so that all of that harmonizes with each other and, oh my God, makes it so much easier. No, it's very true. Um, you know, the last thing, as I was sitting here thinking about this question, that really comes to mind when it, when, it, it's, when it comes down to the things that I hear most frequently within the space, this is actually something that TCT in general just kind of does. It's, it's interesting how intuitive or how often, how intuitive the portal is and how often, you know, someone will ask a question on a, on a call and I'll just be able to say, yes, that's already, you know, baked into the system. Um, it's just the dashboarding functionality. Adam, it's actually really interesting how much people value the ability just to see where everything is in, in an organized fashion so that they can properly understand what they're up against. Well, and that's part of the, you know, that's kind of part of the pain that we were, that we're looking to, that we were looking to, to cure, if you will. Um, you know, one of the biggest problems that, that I would have back in the day is that you know if I needed an updated status? Well, guess what? I, I I literally had to go and create it myself. So you know I would have to go through, try to you know start reviewing. Oh, you know these are all the new files that I've gotten, and you know and blah 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 blah. And you know and so let me go start making these updates. Well, that updating process it would take hours to go get through everything, get my hands around, you know, kind of what do I think I've got, you know, where is it at, et cetera. And in that two hour span, the, every, everything is shifting underneath me, right? I've got, meanwhile, I've got assessors which are moving things back down. I've got folks on the applicant team that are moving things up. And so by the time that I finished the status update, it's already out of date. And, you know, the dashboarding capability, 
um, you know, some of the, 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 the oversight capabilities through the system, um, it, it, it basically handles all of that, all of that pain um, that I used to have to do. Um, it just, it's automatic. It's live. It's there. Um, you know, you don't have to wonder or, you know, wonder or worry about, um, you know, what all's, you know, what all's happening. Um, you know, who did what, did they, did they push this up, et cetera. All I have to do is hit the refresh button. Uh, and, and basically it's there. So um, that part is, you know, is nice um, as well as the ability to kind of get different views of the, of the data on the engagement. So, you know, in, for one particular discussion, maybe I'm having a discussion with the, you know, with the, with the execs for a particular organization, um, we'll sit down and, and all that, all we want to know is just big buckets, right? how much is in whose, whose hands, who's being the businesses. So if I've got the company going through compliance and I've got a consulting house and I've got an assessor, you know, who's got how much, how much is completed, how much is left in whose hands, you know, that's all I care about, you know, type of thing. You know, we can do that. Um, but for when you're sitting on your, kind of daily status, uh, daily status meeting, or not daily status meeting, your weekly status meeting. Typically, uh, compliance engagements will run, depending on where you're at in the continuum, once a week would be typical. If you're kind of approaching the finish line or you really need to push, maybe you'll do it two or three times a week. Um, you know, you can bring it into, you know, kind of an assigned view, if you will, which will take the, the big buckets and then break it down to who's actually got what, um, so that I can tell, you know, who, which person on which team has how many items in their hands, things along those lines. Um, so you can go through and, you know, kind of figure out how, what's what are the counts by person on the team. And, it, you know, again, we were talking a little bit ago about, Hey, if somebody comes and asks me what's the status, right? On the, you know, on the engagement. Well, then I got to go put my head down for a couple hours. Well, imagine you're in the throes of trying, you're getting pressure to try to get this engagement done, right? You've got the salespeople are clamoring at you. These clients want the report and blah, 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 blah. And the executives are like, we need this done because we need to just, we, we got other business priorities. We, we need to, you know, we have these people that we need to deploy them on, you know, et cetera. So, so the poor compliance person is, is just busy getting hammered, you know, eight ways from Sunday. And yet, you know, is electively signing up for, you know, multi-hour status updates for three times a week now, you know, how much absolutely just effing wasted time are they pouring down the toilet, you know, with, with managing stuff manually? It's, it's absolutely nuts. Um, you know, the, the, the difference in managing engagements when you use a compliance management system, it's, it's literally, I can't even tell you what, what amount of night and day it is, um, you know, from, you know, kind of the before and then the after. Um, it's just, it's so much better. It's so much easier. Um, you know, you realize just how much time you were spending, you know, just whizzing it away. Um, yeah. you know, as you're going through the, you know, through that, that compliance engagement, you know, and the other thing you mentioned something, uh, are we all set on this topic? Cause I wanted to move back to something that, that I forgot about. Absolutely. Okay. So you were talking earlier about the, the benefits of kind of having everything in one place. You know, the, the, other, the other piece, which is huge, is that no matter what, 
you know, I, and I, I'm not, you know, anybody that, that knows me well knows that I'm not like the, the snake oil salesman, you know, type, I'm going to be realistic and, you know, realistic and honest about things. You know, it doesn't matter, man. Your, your first, your first shot at compliance sucks, period. Um, it can suck a lot less if you've got a compliance management system, but no matter what, whether you got a compliance management system or you have to do it manually, manually just sucks a lot more. Um, <laughs> but make no mistake, the first run sucks. And, and the reason why it sucks is you're trying to get your arms around these things. You're trying to, you know, you're, you're either trying to figure all this stuff out for yourself uh, as you're going, kind of going through your compliance thing, or you're trying to figure out how does your assessor tick and work and what are they going to take and what are they looking for? And you're figuring out a lot of stuff, right? But no matter what, when you go through that kind of first pass of compliance, there is a tremendous learning experience that happens not only for, uh, you know, for both organizations, the, you know, both the person, you know, person organization going through the assessment um, side of things, or the one that's actually going through the compliance side of things, um, you know, on both sides, there's a ton of learning that happens. And, you know, one of the big problems nowadays is that, um, is that, is that, you know, there's always a lot of kind of turnover. There's either turnover, there's people coming and going from the organization. There's people coming and going from departments within the organization. There's people coming and going from different levels within the organization. You know, that change is just a constant drumbeat. So, now you kind of look back, right? And you look back at, okay, we made it through our first pass, whether you happen to do it manually or you happen to use a compliance management system, you know, everybody kind of does the sigh of relief. We made it through. Well, all of that learning then goes into, you know, goes out into the ether when you start having people switching positions, changing jobs, leaving the company, sure. whatever it may be, you lose a ton when you don't use a compliance management system. Now, I can't even begin to tell you how much of a feeling it is going from not using a compliance management system to using one when you get to that year two plus, you know, uh, mm. you know arena, where now that I'm walking back into year two, hopefully I've managed to preserve, you know, a number of the people that are on my uh, yeah, that were on the team the last go around that did all this learning. Hopefully, I've still got the same assessors and you know and whatnot at, at the assessment firm that that I'm working with. It, you know, the greater the the consistency in those groups, the obviously the easier it is. But there can be changes. Um, but it's oh my god, it's like it's like the clouds part and angels start singing when you know <laughs> that I can just go to the compliance management system and I can see who did what, you know, what people presented, which evidence did, you know, it was presented to the assessor. Did they accept it? Did they tell us it was wrong and we needed to change it? What was the final thing that they actually took as evidence? You know, and you've got all of that, any of the internal commentary back and forth about trying to find things. Where did I pull this from? Oh, I think that Bob needs to go grab this. No, wait, no, it wasn't Bob. It was Allison, you know, type of thing. And, and all of that, all of it is is sitting right there at your fingertips. You've got it as a repository. Oh my God, it's so much easier when you can go back <laughs> and look and just go in and look and say, "What the hell did we do last time?" 
and actually have it. Because if I'm in the old days crap show where I have things flying at me through text messages and face-to-face meetings and emails and drop zones, share file, SharePoint, you know, and, 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 and possibly even being mandated to use my assessor's, you know, compliance system to go load everything into you, you, you just, you lose all of that. And it's effing huge. It's huge because now Let's say that Allison, you know, who, you know, fulfilled, uh, let's say 15% of the, of the uh, items on last year's track. Well, if Allison's moved on to another company, now I got to get some new bin to, you know, go and get their arms around all this stuff. Um, but if I'm, you know, if I'm using a compliance management system, now the noob, let's say that the noob's name is Frank. So Frank's taking over for Allison. Frank goes and logs in, looks at last year's track. What all did Allison do? Goes in, can look at those items. He can assign himself to the same items as Allison was on, you know, et cetera. He can see what, what she did, where'd she pull it from? What screenshot did he, you know, was leveraged, um, you know, things along those lines. So it, it's all right there. And I, I, I can't even begin to tell you on year two and year three, how much time these companies end up saving um, not having to go through those 18 dimensions of pain. It's huge. Yeah. And that right there, that's the good stuff. Well, that's all the time we have for this episode of Compliance Unfiltered. I'm Todd Cashel. And I'm Adam Goslin. Hope we helped to get you fired up to make your compliance suck less. 